The king is dead. Long live the queen. Hey there, Attack on Titan fans. Welcome back to the Attack on Titan after show here on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about Season 3, Episode 9, Ruler of the Walls. We're going to be breaking down the episode, talking about what may be the most ridiculous titan in the world, Eren's character development, and of course, our queen, Historia. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. I feel like it's very rare where an episode of Attack on Titan makes me very happy from beginning to end. But gosh darn it, if this episode didn't make me so happy from beginning to end. Uh, I love this episode for a lot of different reasons. It was cool, but also, my gosh. Your happiness comes at my expense sometimes. A little bit. And I'm sorry for that. But I'm sorry for that. I mean, I hashtag the, sorry, not sorry. I think this is the first time you ever apologized to me for something that's happened on the show. <laughs> like, yeah. wow. Well, we're going to get to that. Hey there, Attack on Titan fans. Welcome back to the after show. We're going to be talking about the ruler of the walls. Let's not waste any time. Let me introduce my fantastic panel. To my left, Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. To her left, Veronica Valencia. Hey, guys. I'm Megan Salinas. We are going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTVTitan for those of you guys following along on Twitter. Katie's got you covered on the live chat. Uh, before we get started, we're going to go ahead and do our normal disclaimer. Guys, we are keeping our episode discussion pertaining to this episode only. No manga spoilers. You guys can talk about changes from this particular part from the manga. But guys, please be courteous. We don't want any spoilers because we like experiencing the joy of watching the show unfold. And there are a lot of people who watch our after show who are also watching along with the, sh- with the show just in its normal run who, ha- who haven't been watching the manga. So please keep the live chat spoiler free. Keep the comments manga spoiler free. We really, really appreciate it. And if you guys don't do it, we're going to send a rhinestone murder cowboy after you and you'll be ejected or you'll be ejected from the live chat. One of the two. (laughs) And I know they're what we had things occur in the live chat last week. And um, if you're going to put the word spoilers in front of something and then say something that cannot be confirmed, I am going to assume that it is a spoiler. So... Don't just, do yeah, it. Yeah, just don't just do don't it. Don't <laughs> do it. Guys, don't even if you think it's a minor spoiler, don't do it. Just err on the side of caution. Be cool. We really appreciate it. And if you're joking, too, we don't know you're joking. So please and and I know we've made jokes in the past about like, oh, put put your your joke spoilers in the hashtag. That's fine. Some people go too far with that sort of thing. So please joke just spoilers be are like and then the Fire Nation attacks. Yeah. Like, oh, come on, guys. That's that's a joke spoiler because lol, spoilers from other canons like they that's the joke. If it looks like it might actually be a spoiler and you put spoiler in front of it, you're getting kicked out. <laughs> Because I don't know the difference. Yeah, guys, again, and we've had things spoiled for us in the past, so please just be cool. Don't do it. All right, ladies. (laughs) Uh, Again, I'm filled with a very particular kind of joy watching an episode like this. What are our thoughts on the episode we are covering tonight? Face (laughs) off. (laughs) Oh my god, that entire 
God bless oh my America. I oh man. I felt as if I was supposed to be disgusted, but I was filled with the utmost joy. <laughs> I truly was. And that entire episode, as per our discussion last week, I was just thinking of you ladies the entire time. <laughs> and just all of our discussions of what his face would look like once it finally comes up. So yeah, he, he lifts <laughs> his face up over the wall and you're like, that's the best thing I could have possibly asked for. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the power of friction. <laughs> and then, um, to make matters worse, bleh, bleh, like, good lord, dude. That is the worst beer belly I have ever seen. Suck it in, man. Suck it in. Uh, yeah, you gotta let it out. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> the, uh, that this Whoa. it was. Uh, I feel like since we're we're already uh, talking about it, uh, that that should be our. We're going to talk about it. That should be our first point of discussion: is talking about what is arguably one of the most gratuitous and over the top gory sequences this show has given us to date. But before we get to that, we have a quick announcement for you guys. Hey, After Buzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments and we'll thank you on air. For now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV Talk. So yeah, thank you guys so so much. Uh, so yeah, like subscribe, ding! It saves a scout. <laughs> it does save a scout. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's go ahead and talk about what what's probably the most memorable moment, and that's Rod Reese as a Titan. This I is, love it. This is something that I will forgive. Uh, evidently. <laughs> His the, the stomach scene wasn't in the manga. What? It was an anime edition. <laughs> Thank you. That Thank was you. from Bang HJL and Chad. Um, like animators. Okay. Thank you. Okay. See, that guys, was this is the <laughs> physics. This is the type of manga discussion that we like to have. Is we like to know when there's a difference. We don't need to know the spoilers. If there's a difference that's a spoiler, we don't want to know, but that, yeah, that, that, mm, fun uh, facts, fun facts. Last week they were telling us, the fans in the chat too were telling us that apparently he looks like a turkey yeah. in the manga, but I am so happy with how they did drew him in the anime. This is awesome. This is why you don't drag your accordion along the ground, you guys. <laughs> you tear holes in it and then it makes awful noises. <laughs> It doesn't. It's not properly tuned anymore. <laughs> Just falls apart. Um, I what I really appreciated about this episode is that it does a couple things that we have yet to see, and one of the things is the opening shot of this episode where we get Rod Reese's POV. Like, uh, we know that because Titans regenerate. You know, we don't we don't know the extent of the damage until later on when he rises his. Re- raises his head up above but for bits of the journey his his you know he does have his eyes locked on this city and um and we get that awesome kind of evil dead-esque pov shot of him just making a beeline for that part of the wall Apparently and like he had eyes. vision almost 
Yeah, it like was, the glowy bits and the non-glowy bits. It was yeah, it was Titan Vision, which was I feel like we don't really get. I mean, we sometimes get stuff from Aaron's point of view, but it's it's not like we're looking through the eyes of a Titan. Which so yeah, I feel like that was an an episode exclusive, I guess. It was it was a really good thing to see. Like that was a good opening. That was really interesting. I think it was just funny because granted the scouts told us basically in the last episode that this Titan is moving very quickly, but based on how it looks, you don't assume it is. But from that point of view, it is jetting, yeah. jetting to this it's, town. It's a it's a very lumbering beast, but because of its size, it's able to move exceedingly quickly, even though it sort of appears as though it's moving slowly. Freestyle it's just, Titan. It's covering a lot of ground. Um, so yeah, I really appreciated that whole effect. Yeah, like most n- normal, normal sized Titans, if they were doing that, wouldn't be moving very quickly. It's because he's so ridiculously huge and has that ridiculously long reach that he's able to cover ground like that. And then spill his guts everywhere. I'm wondering Blech. if, like, the reason he he's like faceplant titan is because he physically can't lift himself on his spindly limbs, or if it's sort of a. I, I wouldn't even think of it as a defense mechanism because he's leaving the nape of his neck super exposed. I so, I don't think he knows clearly. He doesn't know how to be a titan. Yeah, he's still pretty mindless. So it's not like yeah. it's a yeah. strategic. No. <laughs> strategically. No, this is a mindless abnormal titan. Yeah. And and I think there's if there was any question about that, you need only look at the fact that he's essentially sanding off his face and torso <laughs> as he's making his way to the city. Uh, <laughs> face off. <laughs> Just in time for Halloween. I don't yeah. care if it's September. It's Halloween season. It, it really is. is. Like I said, the <laughs> most wonderful time of the year. I really want to see someone cosplay this Titan now. Oh, yes. Do you? Yes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. I do. Because people get super creative about this sort of thing. So I really want to see how they'll do it. And again, I don't know about you girls. I know it was meant to be gratuitous, but I found it so comical. It was awful the first time. The second time around, I discovered that it was a lot funnier if you go, blah, when it's <laughs> happening. Like, yep, he's having a bad day. See, um, as a horror fan, uh, you kind of get, I don't want to say you get desensitized to seeing um, certain levels of gore, but there are certain types of gore. Uh, a lot of times horror walks that line between horror and comedy. And a lot of times when the violence is brought to uh, an over-the-top sort of place, like in the, a lot of times in the Evil Dead franchise, you find yourself laughing at the sheer gratuity of it. And I feel like this was one of those moments when his when his insides started to spill outside. Like, it was... It was downright funny. Like, yeah. it's it's one of those things where it's both. There's a Venn diagram overlap of how horrific it is and how grotesque and horrible it is to behold. But then also, it's, it, like, because it's so over the top, like, you can't help but laugh. And you're absolutely right. As we, an accordion, we... I don't think it's going to work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to sound uh, from now on. 
sidebar, a quick peek behind the curtain. A good chunk of last week's episode, Steve was trying to find an accordion sound effect, and he could not do it for the life of him. Uh, he, found so, one. he found oh, one! And it's perfect! It. I found it! Can I Yay. do claps for you? Can we do a claps for yes. you? Engineer is wonderful, oh, ladies and yourself. gentlemen. That you just made um, my day. Yes, sorry, Kate, yeah, you were in the, the middle just, of the thought. We, we usually watch these together, and when we're watching it, there's a certain amount of commentary. Uh, this one had a lot of yelling. I don't actually remember the last time we yelled this much during it. <laughs> part it's like oh that's gonna be interesting oh okay we'll see how this goes here well what Wait, about what? this well what about that you're not this yelling one, this one was just ah, ah, ah. <laughs> scared uh, the cat scared the neighbors oh gosh based on this outer show i am surprised that you're not yelling every episode oh no See, a lot of my noises... Not like that. Not like that. A lot of my noises this season are, yes, queen, um... Yes. Kenny! <laughs> and, and, yeah, in the case of this episode, what? No, I, I, I usually don't straight up yell all that much. <laughs> Yelling. Like, I, I leaned away from the mic to give an example for a reason, because I don't need to blow out our iTunes listeners' ears. Hi, I do still love you, even though I'm yelling a lot. But, yeah, it's, ooh, uh, so about, much just full-on wordless. How about you, Veronica? Are, are, do you find yourself screaming every episode? Or is it, like, an internal screaming? It's more, I mean, if it's like a... Uh, you cackle, quite, like don't a, you? Uh, I do cackle. <laughs> I was cackling hardcore I, this episode. I love it. I laughed my, quite a bit in this episode. My screams are more of like joyous screams, kind of like yours, Megan, where it's like, yes, queen, Kenny. Like, And if I'm screaming, it's like... Come on, Aaron, get it together. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, a lot of my my verbal outbursts this season has been more in triumph than they have been in pain. Um, like, uh, the very first time I, I actually burst out loud was when Reiner made his escape from the female Titan before I knew he was a traitor and all that. But it, like, it just felt like the first win in a long time, so I, I threw my arms up in the air and I cheered. Um this season, I'm feeling like a lot of that same, like, oh, we gotta win! Hooray! Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of win, let's talk about Irvin's plan. <laughs> <laughs> this guy! I can't with this guy. I love him. I love him so much. But he is just such a gambler. He's just like, yeah, we're gonna try this and see if it works. Dude! <laughs> Irvin is one of those people who I'm pretty sure got a copy of the script beforehand. <laughs> So I don't true. know how else you explain. Like, eventually his ridiculous luck is going to run out, and we are one of these plans is going to end in full-on catastrophe. To be and f- they haven't yet. He well, is three for three. I mean, to be fair, there's a lot of collateral damage that comes with a lot of his plans. He just happens to be okay with it. There's a lot of collateral damage, but they still win. Mm-hmm. At this point... In terms of the Aaron rescue mission, the, the first Aaron rescue mission in the end of season two, the, it just the the coup and this, he's three for three. The city's That's on fire. That's kind of he's horrifying. Like, I think they did okay. I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, um, you were saying Veronica. Yeah, and also to be fair, I don't really think any other like there's really any other good plans. I have no idea what any other scout could come up with, but hey, Irvin's like, I got a plan, so let's go with it. I mean. I'm crazy and it works. 
Yeah, basically. <laughs> this is a man who's achieved his dream. <laughs> He's like, I've got nothing more to lose. Um, but what I like is that there's, even though all of his plans are very much hinging on a lot of luck and, you know, a lot of, very, there are a lot of variables going on that you can't necessarily predict, it's still as calculated a risk as he can take. Like, to be fair to Irvin's plan, he doesn't have a lot of options. They they make a point of saying, like, if they did the big evacuation long before the Titan got there, uh, then he would just sort of change directions. Yeah. And, you know, it would be an even bigger disaster than it's shaping up to be. Hanji does such a good job of validating his plans. Hanji's also nuts. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> and ridiculously lucky. How many times has she survived awful, awful things? I think we're up to, like, two, three at this point. Like, on screen survived awful things. I don't know about her past. <laughs> I would love a Hanji backstory. Like, Sign yes. me up. There's so many good characters that I would love to see a backstory for. Yeah. Maybe in the 100%. future. <laughs> I would watch that that spinoff series for sure. I mm. want backstories for our manufactured Titan buddies who have left with Emir. That's going to be... But that's going to be a lot of answers that we're not going to get for a while. I want to put a pin in that because I want to wait until we start talking predictions because that's actually something I want to discuss uh, once once we sort of get through the plot of this episode. Um, so putting a Blah. pin in that. That's it. That's the entire plot. <laughs> <laughs> putting a pin in that. Um, yeah, is there anything else uh, we want to touch on regarding Irvin and his bonkers strategies <laughs> to combat Titans at the Walls? I love that the strategy was basically, well, I hope that it opens its mouth. Well, I hope that it has a mouth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, look at that. It's wide open. It has no mouth and it must scream. Whoops. But um, uh, the only other thing I kind of want to point out is how, you know, I was I mentioned a little bit last week about how, like, it seems a little hypocritical to feed the populace a story because, like, are you any better than the regime that came before if you're feeding the populace a story to keep them complacent? Um, but we we see that in this episode when they're doing the evacuation drill, you know, in preparation to to try to get people out if the, the worst should happen, and people just start grumbling and complaining and accusing the uh, the military of basically just um, puffing up their feathers because now that there they're was this military charge, yeah. coup. So yeah, what did we think of basically the general population's reaction to, yeah, we're just running a drill, totally fine. Like, Do we admire that they think for themselves or are we angry that they're not like immediately compliant with what the military is trying to do? You can't get mad at them for not immediately Immediately going along with it because out of they basically just went out they've been lied to for as long as they've been there and now all of a sudden they have to listen to what the government says it's like they don't know who to trust and they they're civilians they don't have the training or the capability to really I don't want to say fend for themselves because maybe some of them do but in the in the status of the scouts and like fighting titans they don't have that kind of training and capability to do that 
And they've made the point that this is a northern region. Northern regions, I guess, don't see a lot of titans, don't see a lot of combat, don't see a lot of strife. So these people this are not accustomed. very out of the ordinary. Oh, yeah. They're not accustomed to anything like this. And we we have the luxury of dramatic irony to know that there is a huge titan on the way that could spell massive, massive disaster. And so we as an audience are going... You guys need to comply. You guys need to work with this. They as characters, they as people in this story have no way of knowing it. So, yeah, good on them. Until the smoke is on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. So good on them for thinking for themselves and not just blindly going along with them. But also, you have to look at the scout's point of view and go, all right, we have two options. We say that it's an evacuation drill, just in case, and they might be angry and they might not want to do it, but at least we have them all in place in case it has to become a real evacuation. And if it never gets to that point, we don't panic them prematurely. Or we panic them prematurely. <laughs> or yeah. we go, like, there's a Titan coming! Like, Everybody out! Like, those are our options. And so taking the option that will end in fewer people getting trampled, less collateral damage, less bloodshed, is the way to go, even if it's not terribly popular. Because then you see how people react when we do have a Cordian Titan looming over the walls and quite literally spilling his guts to the world. (laughs) (laughs) Hey! Yeah. Real real quick, touching on that, um, Andrew Fedge wrote in the hashtag, yeah, that Titan, uh, (laughs) when it leaned on the wall, was very much, oh my god, I'm so glad I didn't eat before watching this episode. (laughs) I was like, please kill this one quick. (laughs) I learned long ago never to eat while watching Attack on Titan. I don't know what you And I learned it multiple times. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I finished dinner, like, during the opening. I don't know what you're talking about. I was fine. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, you have to admire the scouts for going for the, let's not panic them. If this all winds up being nothing, then they'll think that we just ran a useless drill, and they won't know how close they came to being horribly slaughtered. You can't ever and, not think strategically when you're dealing with the the life and death situations that they're constantly having to deal with. But then we had yeah. the pop-up from hell over there, and it's like, congratulations, you now know the situation. Oh my it gosh. Sucks. I okay. want, th- like, in addition to... <laughs> Attack like, on Titan pop-up book, which is the... And you can pull the little guts out. Yeah! Oh god. I need <laughs> it! Don't that was an aborted celebration. <laughs> oh, yeah! Oh. Veronica, uh, you, were, you were about to make a yeah. point. I mean... I'm not, in the sense, I'm not surprised, like, these people and these civilians have been lied to their whole life, but I'm surprised that they aren't just a little bit wanting to comply. Just again, these people, as Katie had mentioned, they're in this northern region, so they've lived a bit of a life of privilege in that they haven't had to fear for their lives as much as people in other districts. That being said, they still live in the walls with titans roaming around. There's always the option that something can happen. So I'm surprised Especially that they don't... Especially with the incident, you know, where the, the colossal titan kicked in the wall. That should have exactly. been a wake-up call for all of humanity. Exactly. So I'm surprised that this region is not just a little bit, you know, erring on the side of caution and kind of taking measures, even if they think they might be useless in the future. Time? People forget. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, with the passage of time, you know, people don't take the threat as seriously. Um, but anyway, and especially- it's, it's so easy to go, oh, well, Trost is a southern district, or I actually don't know where it is, but it couldn't happen here. We're too far away. That was a one-time yeah. deal. Even, even with the female Titan incident, 
in the interior wall, it's very easy to dismiss that of, oh, it won't happen here. Like, even if that's a subconscious thought. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a very human thing to be like, oh, that won't happen to me. Oh, it won't happen here. So I get yeah. it. Um, Not in my backyard. <laughs> Titans in my backyard? It's more likely than you think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, before we move on, I want to talk to you guys really quickly about iTunes. Folks, thank you so much to everybody who's gone to iTunes to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you. And it's the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on. And we really appreciate everybody who's gone back in to, to fill up the comment section since it got wiped uh, after after the first couple years of us being here. So it really means a lot to us. And I want to give a special shout out to Russell Jacob, who gave us a five-star review entitled, No Spoilers. And uh, Russell wrote, they take it very seriously. I appreciate that in my reviewers. I believe he's referring to the fact that we don't dive into spoilers. So thank you, Russell. We try. We do our best. Uh, Thank you guys so, so much. If you guys want to leave a comment, uh, you'll get your shout out. And if you guys are part of our international audience, please leave an iTunes review. Take a screen cap of it and put it in the hashtag ABTVTitan. We'll still give you the shout out. We love you guys. Thank you so much. People in chat are talking about how they really like Irvin's drawing of the Titan. (laughs) (laughs) Arts was not his strong suit. I tried. He was probably right-handed. I was going to say that. He probably had something to do with his hand. I didn't even think of that. Oh, I feel so bad. Southpaw by default. Hanji and like Levi uh, are like looking at everybody like, don't say, don't you don't dare. comment on the hand. <laughs> no one say anything about his drawing. Oh, oh man, <laughs> he's poor doing baby. his best. <laughs> poor baby. Uh, but um, I do love that he's straight up owned it, and his conversation with Historia ends in, well, I mean. It's not like I can stop you. Like, that is tacit permission. <laughs> Go. It's Be like, great. It's not like I could stop you. Wink. Wink. <laughs> Just, I, well, with my body the way it is, I couldn't stop you anyway. And I'm like... You, if you still had your arm, you would find another excuse to let her go do the thing. Well, let's be real. Here's the thing. If he wanted to... He could. Like, let's be yeah. real. He's, he might be down an arm. He's still Commander Irvin. <laughs> like, yeah. he still makes Titan rescues while still bleeding from his arm wound. <laughs> like, so, dude should be dead, but nah. Nah. Still going. Got the horse. Dead. Life is good. I'm too busy being amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, talking about uh, in uh, different character dynamics, I want to talk a little bit about Aaron. In this episode, because a good chunk of this episode is them prepping for Reese's attack. Mm, I love Reese's. I, I, Reese's attack sounds great, actually. He did wind up being Reese's pieces. Ooh, <laughs> so many pieces. <laughs> um, I'm slightly disappointed that I didn't think to pick any up before the show, but today was a busy day. Uh, so <laughs> as you know, as they're prepping, you know, Aaron happens to see a couple kids, a trio of kids, and he kind of takes a stroll down memory lane and becomes very introspective in a way that's both familiar for a shonen protagonist and very atypical of a shonen protagonist. It's basically him as a protagonist acknowledging I'm not special. And a lot of that comes from him looking over at Historia and realizing how important this person actually is. What did we what did we think of sort of Aaron's <laughs> staring into his own soul? On one hand, it's some good self-reflection to have that you can understand that you are not the most important person here, that we are a team, that like, yeah, there are other people here, but 
the flip side of it is he went way too far. Like, this is kind of the point where I start looking at him and going, you need a vacation, a hot meal, and a cup of tea that may or may not be 50% booze. Like, <laughs> you really need time to chill because just because you're yeah, realizing that you're not special doesn't mean you're worthless. And he's looking at himself like, I'm the worst person. This couldn't have been... Like, humanity has a trump card and it's me and that's awful. They're stuck with me. They got dealt this terrible, terrible hand and I'm not good enough. And it's just like, oh my God, please stop. Please stop. You are severely (laughs) traumatized and you really need some time when you're not a hostage or in a life or death situation. Like, dude, take a week off. Somewhere in between I'm the special and... I'm nothing. Somewhere in between there is where you should live, Aaron. Not one or the other. You're allowed to have self-esteem. I promise it's okay. Veronica? I mean, I kind of, I basically agree with all of that. I feel like, yeah, he's, he was at an all-time high when he felt like he had the power to really help people when he thought he became a titan. And then, yeah, he was taken hostage and all these things happened. He found out his dad basically, like... Murdered the entire world. Murdered everyone else. Multiple times. And is the one who made him a titan. And he's just going through so much stuff that he just, he doesn't, he feels so worthless. Because he sees Historia coming out the other end stronger and better. And she's realizing and she's finding herself. Whereas Aaron is just depleting. He's not, he feels like he again yeah he just feels worthless well what i what i really appreciate about yeah i don't think he should ever feel like he's worthless or like he doesn't matter and i actually really loved this internal monologue up until he started punching himself that was when i was like oh oh, okay sweetie no no, you can stop now (laughs) dial it back a couple notches but one thing that i really appreciated about this sort of introspection was the realization that he's not special. That That is definitely something that comes with age and growth and loss and, you know, seeing other people shine in moments of despair and tragedy, you know, it helps lift you up. There's a moment where he's thinking that when others lost their lives for him, he maybe maybe not consciously acknowledged it but subconsciously acknowledged it as it didn't seem out of place for other people to die for me and that is a realization that i really appreciate from a character like this because in a lot of shonen series yeah it is just about the main character and everything working to serve the main character, you know, and a lot of times for for power fantasy sort of um, genre or media where, where you know, it's, it's that sort of escapism, you know, people dying for the main character is just part of the game. Like, I just watched the latest Predator movie um, this past weekend, and so many characters were totally cool with throwing their lives away for our big, strong hero. And on the one hand, I'm like, okay, I get it, but, like, because this is a silly movie and whatever. But at the same time, I'm like, that's not okay. And, like, the main character shouldn't roll with it like it is just an acceptable part of the narrative. And so Aaron coming to that realization that, like, I was terrible for thinking that way is something I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's not maybe just Aaron. I feel like that's the way of the scouts. Like, it's like, if this is what you signed up for, this is what 
yeah. you come to expect. And it, it's entirely possible that that is very much a mental defense mechanism of just instead of having to accept the trauma of all these people dying because of you, you know, definitely having to sort of compartmentalize it like that. I totally get that. But it's nice to see a show acknowledge it. It's nice to see a show kind of look at that trope and inspect it a little bit. Not necessarily denounce it in any way, shape, or form, but, like, examine it to be like, why is this a trope that we just sort of willingly accept when it comes to a lot of action media. Like, I I appreciate that he kind of takes a step back and goes, yeah, all of these lives had worth, but he goes too far with the, and my life doesn't. Like, no, 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 no. Everyone has worth. No one is worthless. Yeah. Not just in the world of this show, but at all. No one is worthless. Yeah. I appreciate the humility that he he's taught in this moment. But yeah, he does go too far in terms of the opposite direction. And it's completely understandable that he would be in that emotionally low he's place. slightly traumatized. Mm. <laughs> slightly? Be- because slightly. He probably hasn't slept. He probably hasn't been fed. He's super hecked up right now. Like, because of traumatized. everything that they've been through, it makes complete and total sense that he would be at this sort of all-time low um, but at the same time, be in a position to be able to pick himself back up and do what needs to be done in this moment. And he does get his big damn hero moment uh, when he turns into a titan and sets off that explosion. <laughs> <laughs> but again, this plan isn't necessarily contingent on, oh, yeah, we're going to rely on Aaron to save the day. It's here is a multi-part plan. We destabilize it. You play your part. Then we'll play ours. So it's not just like, here's the big damn hero. It's everyone. Yeah. It's very much a team effort. You but, work with everyone's talents. Uh and it's also looking at this episode and seeing a lot of his self-reflection like the opening for this season starts to make a lot more sense when mm-hmm. you look at it in the context of Aaron really changing the way he thinks about himself. And I'm really glad that Armin and Mikasa are still here to yeah. lift him back up. Because yeah. he's in a position right now where he needs to be lifted back up a little bit. They'll always be there. Until they're uh, not. <laughs> nobody has plot armor. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried at the end of the season one of them is going to be gone. And that's going to be detrimental to the di- to the rest of the character dynamics. Um, moving forward. I really hope that's not the case. Yeah, not even just our trio, but all of the rest of the scouts as well. Like, so much of the success this season has been because of Armin's planning and Mikas's willingness to go in and tear everyone's throats out <laughs> and her ability to do so. I mean, if you want to talk about traumatizing, I feel like losing any of the scouts in Levi's squad will just be traumatizing. Yeah. Because we're at the point where it's like, oh, here's all of our characters and we've been with them since pretty much the beginning and we love them all. Who's gonna die next? They've worked so well together as a unit and they've been, they uh, they kind of been forged in the fires of like combat and battle and war at this point that like it has definitely solidified them as a group. They've been through a lot together. And so the idea of losing any of them is kind of heartbreaking. So And the sad thing is Levi squads have a habit of getting wiped out in this show. They kind of He do. has his own squad, gets wiped out. Faro Sanji's squad gets wiped out. We're kind of looking at a these promise. guys and going, just because you have names and characteristics doesn't mean you're safe. <laughs> but 
Uh, any anything else we want to touch on regarding Aaron before we talk about uh, Historia and the wonderful queen that she is? I enjoyed him fruitlessly yelling at Rod Rice Titan. <laughs> I really did. I feel like. It could have been that the power didn't affect him because he's abnormal. <laughs> and it could have been that Aaron just doesn't have a damn clue what he's it doing. It was pretty funny, though. Oh, it oh, was great. Stop it! <laughs> I'm talking to you, old man. Oh, God. Stop! Get it and out! Because the first time he managed to do it was this moment of deep pain and helplessness. And, you know, sometimes you're able to do stuff like that. Your autonomic nervous system goes... We need to survive somehow. Let's go. And flips a car. But it takes a lot of time and training to be able to do that sort of thing on command, especially since this is a power that he just figured out he had and that has been told doesn't work unless it's in a a rice titan. So we'll see. A rice titan. A rice titan. So we think. (laughs) So we think. So, like, well, so they can, Canon has shown us that he can make it work, mm-hmm. but it's going to take a lot of time and training. Mm-hmm. So I think just yelling it, at the accordion titan and being like, hey, stop being an accordion isn't going to work. <laughs> I <you> know. know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, if it had actually been making sound effect noises, he probably could have, like, found the strength Something within himself the rage. to make it stop. <laughs> I really do want someone to just take clips of that Titan moving and edit accordion noises over it. Like, oh, man. someone please do this. I need it in my life. Veronica, any final thoughts on Aaron? I, I like his efforts. Even though yes. he might feel worthless. Even though, you know, or even if he might think he's all that in a bag of chips. I like his effort. I haven't heard that in like since the 90s. <laughs> well, I'm bringing it back. Yeah! <laughs> All right, let's talk about Historia. Uh, because this was a monumental episode for her. Uh, because as as you guys were, were touching on earlier, Irvin is very hesitant about letting her on the front lines in any capacity. But she feels it's important for her to be there. She feels like she has to be somebody who leads by example. And she has this glorious Big damn heroes oh. moment where she is the one to find the correct piece of the exploding accordion <laughs> titan and wipes out her dad. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And lands on an Assassin's Creed bale of hay, which thank <laughs> you for those, right? It's a haystack on a cart and she's just fine. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I do appreciate that. That's funny. Yep. Um, and I, I like that in this moment... Uh, Rod Reese is humanized a little bit, but in no way justifies what he's become. And she gets these little flashes of his memory, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's such a good moment for her in that she's finally doing things for herself, and she doesn't feel any guilt or any remorse. Like, this is a guy who just came into her life a few days ago saying, I'm your dad, love me. <laughs> do exactly what I say. Basically, but then we learn, oh, he killed your mother. Oh, he probably doesn't really care about you at all. The, uh, I, I, talking about, like, kind of emotional beats when she's flying through the air and she comes to the realization, this is my first fight with my dad. It's just like, oh. And also your last. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, again, it's one of those moments where it's, it's both tragic and kind of funny. It's it's 
it's both of those things. It's emotionally conflicted, uh, which is what the audience feels, but that it it perfectly fits because that's probably what she's feeling. Oh, yeah. I feel like she's, and I mean, I could be completely wrong with this, but I think she's feeling upset at the idea that she's killing her father, not that she is, because, like, she's, like I said, she found out that she had family, but it's not really her family, so it's just, like, the idea that she's killing the only family she has left, really. Yeah. It's, it's more conceptual of- than the actual dude. It's it's definitely the the final sort of stage of her putting the past behind her and her choosing what to be. She's choosing to turn her back on her family and she's choosing to become the queen of of the new world that they're trying to shape. And that moment where she just stands up in front of everybody and she's like, I'm Historia Reese, the rightful ruler of the wall. It's just oh, bam, 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 bam. so good. Chills. Absolutely Every perfect. single episode, I am just amazed by her. The music swells, the choir of angels comes down from heaven and sings her praises. Like, yeah, I'm in. Now, you you made a point, Katie, talking earlier, and this is sort of bleeding into predictions, but we're running short on time. You made the point earlier of talking about wanting backstory for our manufacturer Titan crew that we haven't yet to see this season. Now, someone did is, ask me why I called them manufactured <laughs> Titans. I'm like, we have no idea. They were made for a purpose. This is my theory, and I'm sticking with yeah. it. We're operating under the assumption that they were created to destabilize humanity. Is I want to pose the question to both of you. Is diplomacy now an option because Historia is queen? Hmm. We know literally nothing about where they came from or what their purposes were aside from kick down a wall and let's have some fun. So I'm going to give this a giant shrug and question mark because you can't really gauge whether diplomacy is possible when you know nothing about one of the parties. I agree. All right. Well, the only other thing to really touch on this episode is that it looks like Kenny is really worse for wear. I thought of you so much. During this last, like, three minutes, I was just thinking, Megan... Because I'm sitting here going, like, somebody tweeted at us over the weekend, like, what are you guys, if if Kenny dies, like, are you going to say, you know, oh my god, they killed Kenny. And I was like, yes, but I hope that day never comes. And it looks like he's standing on his last legs. We, we went from too hot, hot damn to, ooh, too hot. Uh, this guy, though, he just keeps you on your toes. It's like one minute you think, okay, I'm on my last legs, and then bam! He, like, whips that's, out the syringe. That's the thing, is, like, even at death's door, I'm like, he's still a threat. So we're going we're gonna to go ahead and put a pin in that, and I can't wait to dig into that next week, because it looks like we're getting Kenny flashbacks. He could save his own life, but it would be as a mindless titan. Mm. Is that really living? And Kenny seems like the type of person that has a lust for life. So would it be worth it? As to whether it's really living? Ask Ymir. Oh! Well, on that note, Veronica, where can people go if they want to keep up with you? Hey, guys, I'm Veronica. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore V. You can also catch me on the anime after show. Right now, we are currently covering My Hero Academia Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific time. I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxe. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. We have Voltron the hour before this, Rooster Teeth on Wednesdays, and I am doing an Overwatch podcast called On the Point. So follow the social medias because I talk about all of those. 
I'm Megan Salinas. Check me out on Twitter and Instagram at The Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I also do a Lost Retrospective podcast called No Love Lost, so be sure to check that out on iTunes. Thank you guys so, so much for watching. We will see you all next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Long live the Queen. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.